Blog Talk Radio. Have you ever called somebody you love them? You be their one and only and then you up to leave. Cause you're afraid of being brave. See, I've made my mistakes and I've seen some heartbreaks and I can't Indeed, baby, you are now tuned in to DJ Shine on the H-I-L-L Top Radio Show. What that is, Hilltop Mother, shut your mouth. What? I was only talking about the baddest radio station on the land, you heard me? Oh, well, what that is? Hilltop, Hilltop.
Hey everybody, welcome back to the Hilltop Radio Show. This is Wednesday, y'all call it Hump Day. Boy, we got some humpers on the show tonight. Uh, well, can't say it like that, but you guys know what I mean. All right, let's get everybody on over here so we can get into this interview with my man Law. All right, Miss, uh, she's the biggest humper here on the Hilltop. What's up, uh, Double Chocolate? <laughs> hey, 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 everybody, what's going on? All right. And my main man, Mr. No Weapons, in the house. What's up, Mr. No Weapons? Uh, how you people doing out there in the Hilltop Radio Show? And <laughs> <laughs> hey, we got Miss AJ's on here listening and whatnot. And I guess the rest of the functional family be in in a minute. But we got a we got an awesome show again tonight uh, here on the Hilltop Radio Show. And, and shout out to uh, last night's show, man. That was off the chain, off the hook with um, with Jess Terrell. She had a good time. She was so amped up when she got off the show last night. She didn't want to go to go to sleep. And also, we had a talented Ryan Lane was on with us first hour of the show. Very talented young man, you guys. Man, I'm telling you, man, uh, um, these young guys that are coming into the industry are really doing their thing here on the Hilltop Radio Show. What do you think, Mr. Raz Marie Double Chocolate? Yeah, last night we had a real, we had a real, real good show. And, yeah, and I'm loving the artists we've been having on lately. They've really been putting in some work. Very talented folks we've been having on. Yeah. What about what's your opinion, uh, Mr. There, Mr. No Weapon? As an artist, man, and as an artist yourself in the industry, you know, uh, as long as you've been in the industry and still in the industry and able to, you know, um, you know, network with the artists that are coming on, what's, what, what's your opinion on the artists that we've had here lately on the show, man? Uh, the ones, honestly, the ones they had, we've had on lately, I think they've been really cool and, and very easy uh, to work with compared to ones that we had in the past. Uh, so I would say that, you know, it's, it's, it's very, very, you know, easy to work with uh, these artists. They're very nice. Uh, they're very respectful. And they appreciate uh, the platform that is given by Hilltop Radio Show. All right, y'all. Well, you know, we got another banger again tonight. Let's get this young man. I think this is him right here. Uh, Law, what's up, man? Welcome to the show, man. Hey, what's going on? Can y'all hear me? Y'all good? Yes, sir, man. Welcome to the show, man. Okay, Thank you good, for taking man. time out of your your schedule, man. You you came uh, highly recommended to come on the show by my girl uh, Katrina up there in uh, Canada, man. Yes, so yes, you here, brother? Yeah, so, man, I'm, I'm glad to be here. I'm, I'm, you know. No, go ahead, man. I ain't mean to cut you off, man. Go ahead, brother. Oh no, talk to us. I'm I'm glad to be here, man. I've been looking forward to this for a, a good couple of weeks, so you know I'm, I'm very glad that y'all have me on here tonight. Thank you. Again, man. Thank you. And and tell us, man, uh, before we get started, man, who is Law? Tell us about the brother <laughs> named Law, man. Who is You're law? a law-abiding <laughs> citizen. You go against the law. Now, nah, man, let me go ahead and stop my switch. Go ahead, man. Talk to us, brother. <laughs> it, 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 it depends on it depends on which version you get. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, it comes a lot of that, but um, but nah, um, law, law is a bunch of things. You know, I'm a father, musician, truth teller, realist, son of a Black Panther mother, oh, wow. um, multi-dimensional artist, alien, somebody who refuses to be boxed in, 
Um, there's a lot of definitions, but at the end of the day, you know, law is short for Lawrence. I'm still that same kid from Crown Heights, St. Mark's Ave, Albany Project, Brooklyn, that, that still enjoys his Chinese food and playing video games when he's not trying to conquer the game, you know, on his own terms. So, man, um, you, you, I mean, you, you, you just said something right there that just, you know, as, as, uh, Cat Williams says, my antennas, you know, how, how is it, uh, being, uh, you know, a project from you are a project from a a Black Panther. How 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 does that make you as a man, as a black man today in America on what's going on with you know racial profiling, you know killing killing us black men. And I'm not being racial on here. It's, I mean it's facts mm-hmm. and the stuff that just happened over the weekend up in Buffalo. Talk to us, man. I mean, as as the old saying goes, the more things change, the more they stay the same. So, <laughs> you know, a lot of people that used to go over a lot of people's heads, but when you look at the 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 last days and time of this of this kind of scope of what we're dealing with and what we continue to deal with, there's always reminders that you know, in in the words of the excellent Stevie Wonder, who I had the pleasure of hanging out with a couple of weeks ago in L.A. Um, one of his songs. Um, heaven is a zillion light years away. You know, there's a part where they says, um, people keep asking me if there's a God, where is, where is he now? Somebody, that's what my folks ask me. And I say it's taking them much so long because we got so far to come. And that's the realest line ever written in the song because this is proof, you know, what we're dealing with and what we're seeing. You know, it, it, it's a breaking of a spirit, you know, because it mm-hmm. still hurts anybody who's human that has a soul. But you know, for some of us who have supreme knowledge of self and actually always knew what these things entail in, in the hands of, of our government and all these different laws and people making up stuff, you know, this is the reason why, um, you know, the the album that I'm coming out with in, next month, um, this is going to be my most political album. This is Humanity 101 because it's funny because I was rapping up the album this week in terms of the the last three songs we had to do and then the Buffalo situation happened. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm either just right on time with this message or I got some more stuff to write about before I even put this album out. So it's like, you know, so again, that's just pretty much where it is for me. So it's to the point where, you know, I barely watch the news at this point. Like I, of course I keep informed. I stay on top of stuff, but I, I just, you know, it, it's it's like a blind eye for me, you know? Wow, man. Well, man, um, you know, reading over your accolades and everything, man, you, you, uh, I mean, you got stuff on the PlayStation three game. I mean, you're, you really, I mm-hmm. mean, you've done stuff with George Clinton. You've done, you know, you've been on TV. I mean, man, I mean, Lionel Richie from Lionel Richie to Drew Hill, Chico DeBarge. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ice T. I mean, man, you, you've you've done it all, man. I mean, you're you're a book within within yourself, man. So, is there a chance of you writing a book about your life, man? Because right now, you you I'm really actually writing two books. I'm actually I'm, I'm writing two books as we speak. Actually, I'm writing one that's based about my life, which involves. I mean, it still ends up talking about music, but it's called Music, Money, and Girls. And the reason behind the title is because um, these three things, along with video game, this is what saved me from the street. So. I get a chance to just kind of, you know, um, help a lot of the, the younger artists, you know, because you see all this stuff now. There's another epidemic that we're dealing with, you know, which is by the admission of our own people where you have all these young 
current wave rich rappers, and they all going to jail. I'm like, that's the whole purpose of hip hop. We're supposed mm-hmm. to do stuff to keep you out of jail. Now y'all getting rich, and y'all want to go to jail. So it's just interesting where I get a chance to tell my story. There's a lot of the guys who I work with or who I come across, and you know, they always ask me these questions. And I got propelled to write a book because they'd be like, "How do you maintain? Like, you don't even look your age." I don't know. You know, they always asking me this stuff, and I'm. I've always dropped jewels on my social media. I've always, you know, did the posts, you know, long or short. But I just figured, I'm like, yeah, it's time to start writing a book because, you know, I don't want to not forget this stuff. I'm a Scorpio. You know, Scorpios, we don't forget anything. So, it's like, I, I, you know, I just want to make sure that while I'm in that space, let me just start writing all these amazing stories of how I maneuvered in the industry that's not built for the for the, for the the week. And on top of all that, you know, just the, the different things that I dodged because I don't have a typical industry story. I didn't have a record deal and got jerked. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's usually right. a typical industry story. I don't have that. So that's more curiosity for the reader to find out how in the world was this dude able to not have a record deal and still do four shows in a row with Lionel Richie. Like, how are you able – you know, that's they always ask. Like, how do you able – because to, to some people, it's still, like, unattainable because the thing is that you see all this stuff on television every day and you think that, Oh, if I do that, maybe I'll get to the next level, you know? And it's like, that's not really, they're not teaching the truth. You know, a lot of different things happen for a lot of different reasons as we've seen constantly in, in, in our climate. So, um, so I'm writing that book. And then the other book that I'm writing is just going to be a pure music book about, um, different eras and, and things of that nature to kind of break it down in, in a, in a language that people can understand to where they get the reasons why, like how come Tina Turner was popular in the eighties and Aretha, how, how was they able to do that? So I'm able to kind of explain it because I was in the mix of all that. So, so those are things I'm working on now book wise. Man, I mean, man, we got a, we got a, we got a show for you guys tonight because I, man, the more, the more we're talking, man, the more I'm reading and I'm reading, I'm, I'm going back and over reading things. And I was like, wow. You know, seven-time Grammy nominated. I mean, Oscar. I mean, it, it, we're going to get into all that tonight. But before we get into a song, I can feel Double Chocolate say, DJ Sean, pass the mic, pass the mic. Go ahead, Double Chocolate. I can feel you. Yes, a lot. I can, I can feel her. I can see her veins bulging out of the side of her neck and everything. Like, <laughs> I, I want to ask a question, DJ Sean. Go ahead, Raz. <laughs> Yes, welcome to the show. Oh, um, thank you. Appreciate it. You said your mother was a Black Panther member? Yeah, mm-hmm. New York chapter. So are you currently in the chapter as well? Um, No, no, no. My, see, the thing is that, um, you know, because of the way things got structured and built, I, I, I definitely represent the ideals that the, oh. the Panthers raised us upon. So my mother bestowed that upon me. I mean, the first the first two books I read was Charlie's Web and Before the Mayflower. So if that don't tell you how interesting my childhood was, then, no. you know, just in terms of that. But my, but my mother did something even greater. Like, after she kind of backed out of the movement, so to speak, because she wasn't like a prominent figure like Sada or, or Angela or anything like that, but she was definitely part of the millions of young black teenage kids. I mean, Shaka Khan, too. People forget Shaka Khan was a black man. Like she was involved in the movement before, um, and that's funny because their 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 career is parallel because you know Shaka Khan is one of my biggest influences, and her daughter Indira is one of my best friends. So it's funny how those things, and we're very 
we're, we're very militant in that sense where certain things we can speak on. So my mother did something even better. When she kind of backed out of the Panthers, she infiltrated the educational school system and became a, a world-renowned teacher and, and a principal in New York City. You know, wow. so that's, you know, she decided to kind of implement certain curriculums that kids weren't getting in terms of reading and history. And, and then I even did my time as a school teacher as well for about 12 years. So I kind of somewhat oh. followed her footsteps in a way where it was like, okay, we're both singing. Cause she, she never stopped singing. That was the main thing. She was a teacher by day, but mom was in the clubs at night throwing it down, you know what I mean? Like singing and stuff like that. Cause that's, that's a family business outside of the other thing else. So, so in a lot of ways, I, I guess you could say those, like I said, those ideals are still there and I still have my Panther cap every now and then you see a couple of pictures. I wear the Oakland shirt, you know, I represent. So. Raz, Raz, you going, won't, won't, won't put your phone on your breasts. So we can hear you. <laughs> we gotta tell her this every time she's on the phone with us, man. We gotta make her. We gotta make her put her phone on her breast in order for us to hear her, man. So you gotta excuse her, man. Yeah. Can you hear me now? Yeah, we can hear you now. See? Uh, that's a shame, bro. This is not right. But um, I was saying that, you know, I'm, I'm also a member, but um, not as active as it, it used to be, you know, back in back in the day. But you also sound mm-hmm. like you're a little woke, uh, like you have a lot of uh, knowledge of self as well, which is a big mm-hmm. turn on, I must say. Um, so you pretty much answered the other questions I was going to ask, like who influenced you? And you said Shaka Khan was one of your greatest uh, influences as you know. And you also, so you got your lyrical background, like from your your mother, your mother only in the yeah. family, or anyone else what, in the family? Oh no, nah, that's the whole. See, we didn't even get to that part yet, and I'm pretty sure you probably saw that in the thing. My my whole family, I mean, that's pretty much the person that I have for being in an industry such as this, because you know, my my legendary grandfather, Sam Bluesman Taylor, you know, mm-hmm. he's, he's a rock and roll legend, blues hall of famer. Um, played behind everybody like Etta James and Otis Redding. And, um, you know, my grandfather was the ultimate rock star, Sam Bluesman Taylor. So, you know, him, my Uncle Charles Taylor is a gospel legend, and most of y'all probably know my cousin, Cheryl Pepsi Riley. So, oh, wow. Um, yeah. Growing, growing up around my mother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is, so it, it's a lot of, I talk about it often because it's almost like a thing as to where I'm kind of glad that where my career is now, I'm able to, to run amok with it. Because, you know, when you're coming up in the ranks, I tell people all the time, you know, there's a lot of nephews of so-and-so and sons of so-and-so mm-hmm. and daughters of so-and-so. But at the end of the day, you know, people may acknowledge it, but they really don't care. They just want to hear what you sound like. Because <laughs> if, if you ain't That's coming it. with it, you might, they don't care whose son and daughter you are. <laughs> You know, you got you got to have you got you got to have the, the proof got to be in the pudding. So, even with a famous family, I tell people all the time, I'm like, there were perks. Don't get it wrong, but at the same time, I paid my dues out here because I wasn't around my family all the time, especially in my teenage years. Like I, I already had begin touring the world with with local bands and stuff like that, and then I would jump on stage with my granddad and. I was still being called Sam's grandson. <laughs> they didn't even know my name. So that's when I knew. I'm like, okay, you know what? Something's going to have to change because 
I, I do have a name. I feel like a pet. <laughs> I'm like, I have, I mean, I get it. Like, That's Sam's grandson. I'm like, yeah, but my name is Lauren. Thank you. <laughs> so it's almost like a thing you got to kind of, you know. And, right, you, you don't want to stay in the shadow, in the shadows of someone so else, long. right? Yeah, yeah. I was, able to, I was able to establish that. So that was just really a, a, a good thing in terms of that. But, yeah, um, of course, you know, my, my children sing. Um, I have a lot of nieces and nephews. Mm-hmm. My nephew, um Young Sino, we're working on his stuff right now. So that's just, you know, again, it's definitely the family trait, without question. I'm glad you clarified that name. Because I was going to say, Law, are you a rebel? Well, no, I mean, Law law means something. It it has different acronyms. That's how I built, because I I knew I needed something tangible. Because my my older brother, Sino Chip, um, grew up in Marcy. You know, he used to run with Jay-Z and Bleak and all those guys. So, like I said, we saw Rockefeller as it was starting. I, I remember I was there, so it was almost a thing. He's always called me Law. It's like, you're Law. Like, he's the only one that was short in my name. And then, you know, there was this show back in the 80s called L.A. Law, if y'all remember. Mm-hmm. And it, uh-huh. they made an acronym for it. So my brother was like, look, L.A. Law. Like, he would just start, he would always switch it up every time we would get together. And then I just said, okay, you know what, this should stand for something. What you think? Um, lyrical, uh, lyrical, assassinator, given, um, lyrical aspirin. Okay, that works. And then, you know, I kept that for a while. And then, of course, I realized that, you know, name trademarks and copyrights are very real. So as I got deeper into mm-hmm. the business at 15, I'm like, okay, you know, it was it was nice for a minute, but I, I got to shorten this and make it mean something else because I don't want people calling me L.A. Law and I try to come out with a record next thing you know, and they're suing me. And I'm like, ah, nah, I ain't going through all that. So that's when I right. got clever. I said, okay, we're just going to call it law. And it stands for three things adjacent to my personality. So um, first thing is lyrical assault weapon. That's the hip-hop side of me because, you know, I was singing. Mm-hmm. I would go from singing in church, and I would go right outside and battle the next nigga on, on his turf. Like, that's how crazy my life was at that point. Like, we literally be in church wow. singing, and as soon as we leave church, I'd be right in the street battling. So that became wow. part of that. So that my, my this is this is pre-Lauren Hill, pre-like, pre, this is when – it wasn't cool to be a singer and a rapper at the same time. So I was both. Mm-hmm. And and in, in that jurisdiction of what I held down in terms of that. And then the second part of it is loving all women. And that's because mm-hmm. back in that day, well, I'm, I'm being honest, because back in that day, you know, hip-hop was only, you know, I'm, I'm going to say it honestly, because even though there are women that love hip-hop, in the 80s it still was pretty much a dude thing at the end of the day. Even, even with the female yes. rappers being hot at the time. Right. A, lot of, yes. a lot of girls... A lot of a lot of girls was like, oh, his rhymes are dope. Like it wasn't, it didn't get like that until probably when Kane, it, it didn't get like that till Kane came out. To be honest with you, Kane and LL changed that because Kane and LL had that look that that girls liked. So it was almost and then Method Man mm-hmm. years later. So it became like then that's when it became. I need to hear his lyrics. If he looks that good, then I'm going to check him out. and I'm going to do so. That's when that started to come. So because I was a singer, it it worked in my favor because. All the girls liked the way I sang. You know how it is back in the day. If you sang in mm-hmm. school, you know, and at that time, Boyz II Men and oh, Jodeci yeah. was hot. So <laughs> most of the girls knew me for my singing, and all the dudes knew me for rhyming. But the dudes never could tease me being a singer because, you know, that was the thing back then, too. Like, look at this thing. Now now you look on radio today, you know, Drake and all these guys, they done popularized. Mm-hmm. Now. Now you can't even – you have dudes that cannot sing singing on a record, and it goes platinum. So that's why I'm like – this was pre all of that. So I made a decision that early in life. I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to let nobody put me in a box. Let me do both. So that's when it became that. And last but not least, 
it's pretty self-explanatory. Um, L-A-W is the first three letters of my name, and L is the 12th letter in the alphabet, hence Planet 12, which is a whole other meaning. But, um, but yeah, mm-hmm. that's pretty much how I came up with it. Oh, yeah, you woke. <laughs> <laughs> super woke sometimes, a little bit too woke Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm loving uh, that. Well, Law, man, I'm glad that, you, you know, again, man, uh, thank you for taking time out of your schedule. And, again, shouts out to uh, Katrina uh, for putting this together, man. And, uh, you know, you, you're you um, – nobody can't really tell you nothing, man, because, you know, uh, your, your resume speaks for itself. Um, I used to tell people that, you know, because, you know, I've been DJ for since 1984. Now I've been on the stage oh, wow. with greats. You know, I've I've uh, personally DJed for a lot of celebrities and stuff. And, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, people come and people go, people say this and that, you know, and I, they, I tell them, hey, my resume speaks for itself. I don't have to, I don't have to gloat. I don't have to walk around like I'm better than this person. You know, my, you know, my mm-hmm. resume and plus I did, college football referee, college basketball referee. So, you know, my, my resume speaks for itself, like I tell people. So, you know, if your resume speaks for itself, you ain't, you ain't got to, you know, say anything else. Just Google me. You know what I mean? Just, now you could Google that's, a that's motherfucker. Ve- that's very true. That's, something, <laughs> that's very true. That's something I went – and I'm, I'm going to keep it honest with you. That's something I went through um, – Upon first getting on social media, not so much with MySpace, but like a little bit after the MySpace era, because I joined that part like right on time when it was starting. And it was not so much because you have to prove anything, because you know, here's the thing: is you like, like, you know, be humble and say, no, I'm very humble. I'm a street. Anybody that tell you to, to know me is to love me. You be, you be around me long enough, because I'm more of a jokester than anything else. Like I don't take myself seriously except for when it comes to rehearsing my band and getting these shows together and stuff like that. So the thing is that. You know, what I tell people all the time is like, yeah, you know, yes, be humble, be nice. But guess what? In the beginning, it didn't get me anywhere because me being a Brooklyn dude, like for me, the whole thing was I thugged my way through because sometimes when you're among the popular elite, you have to prove, not so much prove yourself, it's more so people will try to put you in this box or they won't open a door for you. So in a lot of situations, I had to let it be known. A lot of people couldn't, even my own mother couldn't understand that at one point. She's like, well, why do you feel the need to say that? I said, because you know why? It's a different day and age. If I don't speak mm-hmm. up for myself, people mm-hmm. will try to write my story for me. And, that, and I, people yeah. tried it. People literally tried to write my story for me. Like they would yeah. <clears throat> tell me certain things about, oh, well, they said that you did. And I'm like, okay, so you just, oh, the picture. I said, so you look at that picture right there of me and Lionel on stage. Is that like a photo op to you? <laughs> like, you know, it, it's just, and it's just like, you know, you, you go through these things, and when you have a history, it is. So, you know, it's your resume because one of my models, I have a lot of models, but one of my models is resume and reputation is everything. So exactly. at the ending of the day, as I accumulated all these different things that were happening over the years and still happening, it became my greatest weapon. But even with that, it still can become an Achilles heel sometimes because what happens is that, People are evil assume that, okay, well, he's, he's too busy for this. We won't do this. And then it becomes this whole thing. And then you start walking a fine line between what people expect and what people don't expect. So mm-hmm. sometimes you have to speak on it. And, and I, don't know if, like I, said, I don't know if that's just the Brooklyn part of who I am, but it's more like, you know, if I don't do it, I'm not giving nobody else the confidence to do it too because there have been people who have been too quiet 
unique, and, and I, I'm, I, I walk a fine line. Like I said, I'm a Scorpio, so for me, it's like <laughs> I walk a fine line. Like I'm, I'm very, I'm, I'm very ambitious. I'm, I'm very outspoken in a lot of ways, but you know, I say what I mean, and I mean what I say. So sometimes, if I have to yeah. speak on something and yeah. break it down, you know, Jay Z said it best. It's not bragging. It's simply the fucking truth. Period. <laughs> yeah, we brothers. I'm a Gemini, so you're gonna either get the good DJ Sean or the bad oh, DJ yeah. Sean. You know well, what I mean? You well, get one the of one you want to fuck with, the one you ain't going to fuck yeah. with. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's well, how one, you one of my yeah. best friends, you know, Coco from SWV, the icon, my big sis forever. You know, trust me, I relate. <laughs> one of my very best friends. <laughs> that's right, man. Um, I, You know, man, I, I feel you, man. And, and again, man, um, this is the Hilltop Radio Show. We got the one and only Law. Let's get into one of his songs, you guys, and we'll be right back here. We got DJ Groove. And DJ B Lethal in the house as well. We get ready to jump into her name is Holly. Right here on the Hilltop Ooh. Radio Show. You guys go to y'all go to y'all mute. We'll be right back here on the Hilltop Radio Show, y'all. Wow. <laughs> Like a conscious show, man, I 
right, welcome back. This is the Hilltop Radio Show. That was my man Law. Her name is Holly. All right, let's go. Go ahead, uh, Chocolate. Talk to us, sweetheart. That sounded like you were saying her name is Ross. You know, yeah, I'm feeling that. I really like that song. <laughs> I can thank be, you. Thank I can be home chilling, jamming. Yeah, I'm really feeling that. Thank you. That's one of my favorites. I had fun recording that. That was a real good one. <laughs> thank you. You're welcome. Uh, DJ, uh, DJ Be Lethal, man, talk to us. Man, fuck out of here. Look, I just heard my whole childhood in one song. Say what? So Say it again. I, I, I said I just heard. I just heard my whole childhood in one song. Wow, wow. Okay. That, that means you you pretty much got the musical part of it. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that, 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 that's my that's kind of like my. In a weird way, since, since since you said that, now I'm gonna give you the definition behind the whole thing musically. Um, on my first album, I wanted to have a balance of everything. It's obvious, you know, the the hip hop, the funk rock, the 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 R and B soul part of it. So I realized I had a couple of contemporary R and B joints. I said, you know, I want to do a, a few traditional joints. I want to take it back to the to the to the Motown Stax era, that funky Broadway, that Wilson Pickett. You know that that mm-hmm. type of Volt, Volt Atlantic, Sam and Dave. So, I wanted a song. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, let me see. What if I put, put what if I put Prince, Find the Family Stone, and Stacks, and plus, I, you know, and I'm a diehard Tony 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 fan. Their second album, Sons of Soul, was a huge influence oh, on yeah. me as a producer. Because the thing about them, what people don't give them credit for. Them and the brand new heavies, they're, they're the reasons why we have what, what we know today as Neo Soul, because all they did was, you know, they were the, 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 the folks around close to my age that were still young, but nobody, everybody didn't want to do New Jack Swing. You know what I mean? Like, New Jack Swing was so hot at the time, and then right around, like, like probably 94, 95, there was this surgence. There was this whole thing of... Um, you know, let's let's do live instrumentation because that really wasn't at one point it stopped being cool. Outside of Lenny Kravitz and and Terrence Trent Darby and a few other people who we love, it really wasn't cool to do live instrumentation in the heat of mm-hmm. New Jack Swing because New Jack Swing was all keyboard based. So Tony, 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 you know, and then of course without question, Mint Condition and some of the other groups, you know, of course, Angelo, Maxwell, like these are, I felt good when those guys came out, but now I knew I wasn't crazy in my way of thinking. So her name is Holly, pretty much, I want to put all that in that one song. So that's what you're hearing. So when you said your childhood in one song, I'm glad that you, you that it connected with you in that way, because that's exactly what I was going for when I made the record. Wow. Thanks. Thanks. That was dope. Mr. No Hello? Yeah. Uh, Snow man, when I can you hear me? Yeah, now I hear you. Okay. Um, yeah, when I listen to the song, man, it took me back to the eighties and nineties. Man, it has that that BBD uh, uh, type feel to it. <laughs> wow, wow. <laughs> uh, that song, thought wow, it was me. You. you know, uh, thank you. That has has that kind of, uh, you know, I almost jumped up and started doing the running man or something. I didn't know what to do. You know what I'm saying? So. <laughs> <laughs> wow, thank you. I mean, you know, new new addition on my idols. Those are my big brothers. I've been close to Ralph and Biz for over twenty years. Those are like my real big brothers in a lot of different ways. But new addition is pretty much my my 
between them, Stevie, Hendrix, um, James, of course, the Jacksons, Prince, um, the Ozzy Brothers, like those, those are like my main influences. New Edition is the Temptations of Our Generation. So I really, you know, in terms of my performance and how different voices work together, because it's very rare that you have a group where each voice or each personification of that voice works within a group. So um, the fact that you heard that in my song, that's mind blowing. So thank you. No problem. Uh, and, uh, the ultimate DJ groove. Talk to us, bro. Man. I don't think I'm telling you though. Bro, 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 bro. Holly, I'm going to put you up there with the great man. You, you back there, I'm going to put you out there with James Brown, bro. You, you like back in Chuck Berry times, bro. You like, man, wow. Thanks. You got to, oh, I'm, I'm going to put it like this. Like my mama used to say, you're a young man with an old soul. You've been here before, young man. You've been on this wild, earth before, you. man. And you and yes. you right now are just coming out. You're just mm-hmm. coming out showing them that, hey, I'm a young man, but you know what? I have an old soul. And this song, Holly. Bruh, mm-hmm. man, 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 man. Thank you so much. Man, you're welcome, young man. I'm going to even take it. I mean, I'm going to even take it another notch, y'all. Listening to the song again. I had to listen to the music when Katrina sent it to me, so. And mm-hmm. I, I, I went back. I'm, I'm, this is no lie, man. I went back on YouTube and started looking at some of the Woodstock era. And I was like, wow, this, uh-huh. if this dude, I was like, wow, if this dude was playing back then, man, then people would go crazy listening to your music today. Lose their mind. Exactly. They would lose their mind, man. I mean, seeing mm-hmm. you, seeing you on, you know, seeing you perform with on the stage with like a, a Jimi Hendrix and you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Back there in the '60s, man, man, I'm telling you. And what Groove said, you do have a, you do have, you've been here before, man. You do have that, you have that unique style that no one can't say. Oh, that's such a such. No, that's fucking law. <laughs> that's fucking right. law. No, I that shit that. right there. Wow, I really I'm, I'm gonna tell you, I man. Really appreciate that. Wow. Bro, I'm telling you, man. I like to see. I like to see him. I ain't gonna lie to you, Sean. I like to see him. Tony, 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 Bruno Mars. Uh, uh, man, who are you talking? You talking about a show? Man, and Tony, 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 Tony like I said, Tony, Tony, Tony. why you said that, though. I, I think more so because, um, you know, Granddaddy IU said it best, and I can't say it better than him, so I quote him. Um, it's, it's all about having the spice. To entice the young ones while updating jams the old folks on ones. That was that's always been a thing because I'm from the era. You know, I'm an '80s baby, so being from the era where, and I tell a lot of people this all the time when I do interviews and stuff. I always tell them, I said, you gotta remember, I'm from the era where, in hindsight, it wasn't cool to hang out with your parents. But fuck that, my parents were cool as hell. My grandfather was cool too. So like for me. A lot of my friends couldn't get past Run DMC and Rock Him and all that stuff. I was into it, of course, like any other kid. But the thing was that I knew that in the long run, my grandfather told me this early because when he saw I was getting into hip-hop, 
in addition to singing with him and in church and stuff and playing blues on stage, he would always be like, he's like, no, just add that to, that's how he talk, just add that to the thing that you're doing. I think that'll make you stand out even more. I'm like, you know what? You know, you're right. I think, you know, because at the time, I mean, outside of who I mentioned, there was really nobody doing that. That's why I said earlier, you know, with Maxwell and D'Angelo and even with Bruno, because the crazy part with Bruno, we did two shows with Bruno. And the crazy thing is that I told him when I first met him, this is when, um, when when Orthodox his second album that came out, we were doing a show in Hong Kong. You want to see him And I told him, I said, dude, I said, listen to me very closely. I said, I love the fact. I told him flat out, right to his face. I'm like, dude, keep doing what the hell are you doing? Because people don't even understand that here's a guy, one of the biggest pop stars in the world because of his popularity. He could have easily did what all the other guys are doing right now. And that's why they're not winning. But this is why Bruno keeps winning. Because he could have easily went and made a trap record. <laughs> he could have did what the other guy's doing. And them boys, him and Anderson Pack, went into the studio and said, let's, let's do some Tom Bell stylistics type shit. That's what Lead the Door Open was for me. When I first heard Lead the Door Open, I was like, this is blue magic, dramatics stylistics all wrapped up in the one. I said, these dudes do their homework. And that's the reason why they swept the Grammys. They won all the, they won all the R&B awards. And people was, some people were hating, some people were celebrating. I'm just like, y'all stupid if you hate. And I said, said they, he, he cracked the code, but then also he remained true to that. So even though I got years on him, it still proves my point that I've been put, pretty much putting out there for the last 15 years is that, Stay true to your sound. Stay true to who you are, and you will find your audience. You will find and interlock with the people who are into what you're into. It's all about being consistent. Everybody's journey is not meant to be the same. You know, some people got the record deal. Some people were able to um, manifest that and get into better situations, and some people just weren't as lucky or as, as fortunate. So, um, when, when, so when I hear y'all say things like that, and the compliments behind the records, it makes me feel good because no project I ever do is going to always pay homage to the people that came before us. Because if it wasn't for any of those guys, I, I sure wouldn't be the artist that I am. And I'm like, it's not, I, I no, it's one thing to try something. I always say it should be, it's a thing called balance. Never be so old school where you can't embrace a few of the new guys that are doing stuff that has some kind of quality to it, but never be so new school that you forget where this shit started, and Message. you know, so that that's that's my philosophy when I when I go into the studio when I go on stage. Message, message. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, man, um, I'm looking. You know, you know, we're gonna go back and forth. You know, a lot of stuff, man. So, so, man, um, Rick James. Tell us, tell us your experience with because the reason why I'm saying Rick James is because Rick James's brother Leroy is 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 my is is a is a good friend of mine and he's a really he's a, okay wow he, and he's my mentor so that's wow. why let's talk about yeah let's talk about Rick James man because you know I mean I met you know through Leroy I met you know uh, Mary Jane girls I met you know. Uh, you know, Mary Jane, we've had Mary Jane girls on the show, man. We've had, you know, um, some of the cats from Stone City Band on the Stone show, City man, Band. you oh, know. Yeah. Uncle Levi. I mean, yeah, and, uh, you know, so 
that that caught my eye. I was like, wow. I was like, damn. I, I was like, man, I should have mm-hmm. called Leroy and got him on here, but he's been under the weather. So, that, so that talk to us about that, that one, man. That would have been awesome. Well, um, you know, what can we say about the 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 creator of Punk Funk? I mean, you know, Rick, that's actually one of my f- very first influences as a kid. My, my mother told me that when you and I used to come on the radio, I was only two or three years old, but I was able to pick up on the um, like my mom said, that's the first time that I sang. I didn't, you know, I didn't know that. I'm two years old at the time, but I didn't know. So how interesting is that? You know, as a kid, you know, I'm I'm like y'all. I'm not, I grew up with the album. So having parents and grandparents that had album collections, there was always that one cover that stood out. And of course, that's the classic Street Songs album. That was the album every. Every house that I went to when I followed my mother when she was doing studio sessions, it seemed like everybody had this album. So me being five years old, I'm like, okay, this guy must be really important because I'm seeing this album everywhere I go as a kid. So how funny is it, as much influence as he had on me on those years growing up, years later, I would end up meeting him. Now keep in mind, when we met him, this is me and my own. I was in my uncle's band at the time, the, the Eternity Band. This is the, the the newly found Rick. Rick was still Rick, but he had just got out of prison. He had um mm-hmm. he had did the um Earth and Rhapsody album, so we were getting a clean Rick, but Rick was still Rick, as we know. Rick was still Hell Buffalo yeah. Hood, Rick on, James, on every night, and I loved it. So <laughs> so you know you already know. So it's <laughs> so um we were doing this show. And they would they would say like yo you know they said Rick's gonna be a guest on the show I was like oh wow okay this is when um this is this was not CD one on one point nine this was um one of the stations George, the comedian George Wallace great guy um he he was it was a it was a jazz station some some stuff I don't I forgot what happened I forgot what the thing was so we was in Jersey so we get there it's nine o'clock in the morning we up we're excited so they was like okay Rick might not come up on stage I'm like well we were just a house band just playing music. And since Rick was there, they was like, okay, what's all the Rick James songs we know? I said, well, you know, I, I know, I know all of them. I said, which one are we doing? And we didn't expect Rick to get up on stage. You know, Rick was chilling. You know, we were kind of honoring him. You know, and we start playing you and I, and Rick couldn't help it. Rick jumped on. Rick jumped up on stage with us. So, how funny is it? I had to feed the words to the bridge to the couple of the other singers because they didn't know the parts. So, and I said, we're not going to embarrass this man. Not me. I'm not, I wasn't going to, I know all the words. So I'm like, okay, good. And it was so crazy. He jumped up on stage, sang a little bit. The crowd went crazy. And then um, he went back to his seat. And then we did Mary Jane girls all night long. You know, we just kind of paid homage to him. And funny how things work. We kept in touch. I got his management's number at that time. We were all hanging out, and I was telling him he couldn't believe. He's like, "Well, you know, I'm going to be playing at Tramps." At that point, Tramps was like the hottest club for all of the um the legendary acts in the '90s. They would all come play there when they wasn't playing stadiums and stuff. And I never forget this. We're online, me and my DJ. Like we literally, I only had about five dollars in my pockets. I realized I left my wallet back at the house. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, what are we going to do? And I was getting hungry. It was crazy. It was one of those type of things. But to show you how God works, you know, because I'm, I'm, I'm a spiritual guy. So, like, I said, you know what? Something great is going to happen tonight. I know it sounds kind of weird with only $5 in my pocket. So, turns out, Brass Construction, those are my uncles. <laughs> Brass Construction comes over there. So, I see Morris. I say, hey, uncle, 
he looked. He's like, no, is that you? I was like, yeah. We said, you doing that? What you doing, Elvis? I came to see Rick. He said, might as well come with us. So we we ended up getting in for free with him. Because I knew wow. once Rick seen me, I, w- I would be cool. But you got re- but you got to remember, we still online. We still hanging. So we there. The show was off the hook. So now we get downstairs, and he, sure enough, he saw me. He remembered me. He was like, you. Wasn't you on stage with your uncles and them? I was like, yeah. So, so this time I bought a gift for him, which was my original vinyl copy of my favorite Rick James album, which is Fire It Up with Love Gun on it. Mm-hmm. And he looked at it. He's like, what you know about this? I said, come on now. Do I have to go there, come into my life? He's like, and the guy looked at him. I think it was one of his guys. He's like, oh, Lord knows, man. You know. And he signed it for me. And that was my first and my last time, well, second second to the last time I would see him, because then I would end up becoming close friends with Tina Marie years later, and I was going to work on her album before she passed away. We had built a real good relationship between me, her, and her cousin, um, Jill Jones, who's known for her work with Prince. That's one of my very good mm-hmm. friends. So we were all in breath in that whole scenario. Same thing with Maxie from the Mary Jane girl. She's been my best friend for over 20 years. Like this, That's why I said it's so crazy how things work in this industry when yeah. you do that. But that was my experience yeah. with, with Rick. Like I'll never forget it as long as I live. I still yeah, we, have that signed album with his signature on my wall and, and framed yeah. forever. Yeah. yeah, we did a tribute show for Tina Marie and you know some of the, some of the Mary Jane girls was on here. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Tina Marie's uh, uh, manager, which is Rick's sister, Rick's you know Rick's older sister. Yeah, she was Penny, on right. and everything. Yeah, Penny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So it was, yeah, man. You know, small world. You know, that's like I say, in this industry, I tell a lot of people in this industry, you don't know who knows who in this industry yep. where you can mm-hmm. like that that phone man. You can, you know, like like I, you know, we we have a. You know, everybody has technology like a cell phone now, and everybody has mm-hmm. a phone number in that in that phone that can help someone. You know, Absolutely. get you know get a get over or get a contact mm-hmm. or a network with someone. And I'm big on that. I'm big on helping people, man. And um, man, it's it's uh because I kept seeing Rick. I kept seeing Rick. I said, wow, he must did he must did some work with Rick. So that's why I said Rick James because. Like I said, me, me and Rick's brother Leroy, man. If we don't talk every day, we talk mm-hmm. like maybe three or four times a day. I mean, I'm pretty. Mm-hmm. I mean, we talk, we talk. You know, life. We talk music. We talk. You know, he's an mm-hmm. artist. You know, he's getting ready to go back to Brazil. You know, and paint. Mm-hmm. He was out. You know, he was out in L.A. You know, the Super Bowl painting. You know, he. You know, mm-hmm. he came in like second place out of two hundred. 200 some people he's getting near you know in buffalo yeah, wow. he's opening up mm-hmm. the art museum he's doing a tribute uh to his brother and stuff man i've been you know i've been you know through a lot of um you know when uh they came out with that bs on you know rick rick james on showtime i was a part of that i was a part mm-hmm. of that getting it trying to get it off of showtime because it was you know lies and stuff like that but um yeah man i I know I never met Rick, but I know a lot about Rick just by talking to Leroy. So, yeah, man, we're getting yeah, it's to get course, song, I mean, man. Just knowing, yeah. Now oh, we, yeah. you know, just the fact that I can be able to say that I worked with him, and and um, you know, the fact that I was able to hang with him and mm-hmm. ask some questions and things like that, and that's what I tend to do with all the the all of my idols who I'm close to. You know, me and Lionel talk almost every other two days or so. Like Lionel. 
I said, Lionel, you the only one that can call me at four in the morning. I will gladly wake up and answer the shit. It's Lionel Richie. I mean, you know, oh, it, it doesn't get any iller than that because I, you know, I sang Penny Lover for my talent show in third grade. So it's like for me, it, it's it's different. So when I, you know, when I had that chance with Rick, I made sure. You know, we didn't know Rick was. You know, nobody saw that coming. You know, and and things of that nature. So I've always made a pact, even as a kid. If I ran into or worked with any one of my idols, I was going to get the full experience of questions I always had as a kid. Because remember, as a kid, it seems it doesn't seem attainable, especially growing up in the hood. You know, you're listening to, you know, I would have never thought in a million years with all the, the Jackson 5 records I studied, I would meet my base idol, Jermaine. You know what I mean? Like, when I had a chance to meet him, I was able to ask a lot of questions, and he really loved it because he was just like, he said, you know, this is great. Everybody usually, I said, yeah, because everybody always wants to do the Michael thing. And I understand that, but at the same time, it's like, y'all keep forgetting. I'm a fan of all six brothers. Like, I didn't, I didn't just, Michael was definitely an influence, but, you know, I was, I was paying attention to Jermaine and Marlon and things that they were doing in, as producers with their solo mm-hmm. careers and stuff like that, even if it wasn't the most popular, tried among and compared, because I never compared them. I always said, well, they're brothers. I said, that's what makes them unique same thing when i worked with the great leon silvers you know what i mean like i've been in the studio with him for the last three or four years and you get a chance to see that genius up front man like just to watch leon work his magic the way he did all those shalomar and solar records you know all those different things so you know case in point anytime i get with any one of my heroes the ones who i'm close to even the ones i'm not so close to like i i I milk it for everything this work there's so much the knowledge is priceless a lot of things get confirmed because, you know, you hear stuff and then you don't really know anything. I'm not afraid to ask. I'm just like, well, how true is about this record happening? Who was this originally written for? You know, me and Jimmy Jam talk about that all the time, too, like just certain production things that they did. So, again, with Rick, I was able to do that. So I'm glad that I did. Rest in peace, Rick James. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now we're going to get into another one called Naturally Sexy. We'll be right back here on the Hilltop Radio Show. Up. Oh. The ladies, uh, we got another lady in the house, uh, Miss Georgia Peach, 69. Welcome, uh, AJ. Anything you want to say with your horny ass? <laughs> Hello, how are you doing? <laughs> hey. He can't hear you. You, you don't never want to talk up when you when you got when you crushing a when a uh, picture. And then, hello, and then hello, we got, hello, there she go. Now she want to be heard. Go ahead. Go ahead. Now you can hear her. <laughs> I've, I've, I've been, I've been, yes, I have been crushing on you. I couldn't get on at first. I've, 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 my grandson had to put them to sleep, but I'm here now, hi. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back, y'all. Then it's real. Lord, Lord. I woke up early this morning and I saw your face There was something different about it, but in a very good way You never cease to amaze me, baby, with the way you look Your body is my favorite magazine and your face is my favorite book It ain't the way that you rock your head, no Stylish clothes you wear no. And in the clearness of your tone no. When you're talking on the phone no. And in the way that you say my name no. Or how you look in your lingerie no. 
He's been on my show as well too, man. And uh, my big brother, man. Yeah, man. I love that dude, man. I love that dude, man. Yeah. Uh, Mister No Weapon, talk to us, man. Man, I, uh, man, that, hey, law, man, uh, yeah. If you ever, if you ever need a bodyguard, I'm pretty big. You know, let me know. You know what I'm saying? Cause, <laughs> you know, I do, do, I, know I, do my, I got you. I do my best to keep some of the girls off of you. I'm gonna let about one or two go in there. Act like I don't know, you know how much they pay. Me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so Can man, I uh, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> she'll be in there trying uh, to get you pregnant or something. You know, we I'm she's trying to get you pregnant. <laughs> she's like, she's like, get you get me pregnant? That's hilarious. But I like it. I like it. Uh go ahead, AJ. How you like this song? I'm in love. I'm in love. I'm in love. Oh, you're great. I love your music. I, I really enjoy the music. You're great. Like you oh, said, keep doing what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, DJ yeah. B. Lethal. Yeah, man. Uh, I mean, I hope you don't mind me saying this, man, but as soon as I'm listening to it, and I'm like, man, I'm hearing music so child, like, um, uh, I mean, that same <laughs> Dude can blow, you know what I'm saying? That dude, look, he can blow. Dude can blow. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Wow, thank you, man. I'm, I'm laughing because it's funny. My, my my ex-wife used to always say that to me, too. It's, when you said music soul child, I'm like, wow, that's interesting. But, um, yeah, he's one of the best, man. Like, just even the caliber of um of music, because I feel like this, if you're going to write a song, of of that kind of magnitude, it, it has to be real, and I, you know, I, I I don't take for granted that I'm, you know, even as raw and raunchy as I can be, because that's the Scorpio side of who I am. But mm-hmm. I'm still a firm believer. Leo, no, no. <laughs> say what? Uh, you said yes, Scorpio side. Somebody said Leo. Yes, I'm Leo. AJ, Miss George. That's crazy. Leo. That's crazy because my my twin daughters are Leos. Wow. See? <laughs> Ooh, mm, best wow. ever. Yep. Wow. <laughs> so long, real yeah. Law, law, do, um, do this for me, man. Let everybody know where they can follow you at on social media and where they can go and listen to your music. Oh, um, absolutely. Well, they can find me on Instagram, Planet Twelve Law, on Twitter, Planet Twelve Law, same thing. Um, and all my music is on Spotify, of course. Um iTunes, Pandora, um, Tidal. Um, just make sure you type in L asterisk, A asterisk, W, or anything in regards to the Planet 12 Syndrome. And my, my first three albums are on there. Um, a whole lot of music coming up and some production work I've done with, with pop and country artists and things of that magnitude. So you can find all my stuff there. All right. All right. Let's get into one more right here on the Hilltop. Uh, radio show. This is called She Can Get It. We'll be right back. Oh, wow. What you say? <laughs> she can get it. She can get it. Come on. Yeah. She can get it. She can get it. Come on. Minneapolis. Minneapolis. Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Oh. Shelby B. Johnson. 
slipping in the club. All it took is just one glance. Damn, she's got a big old butt, and I like to see her dance. Oh boy, it's a fantasy with a mini devilish crew. I see another one on the floor, and I'm trying not to lose my cool. Singing with my phone wall to wall. I'm like a kid in a candy store. Looking good and dressed to kill. On the move and I can't be still. Short skirt and jeans and tie. It's extra lit tonight. With a drink inside my hand. I'm a big dog, understand. That girl with the red dress. She can get it. That girl with the blue dress. She can get it. That girl with the high heel. She can get it. Get it, get it. That girl got sex appeal. Ladies and gentlemen, Tony M. Got a hustle in the house with that empty left field. The beat got a shaking cause the groove is real. She can get it. Hey, as she steps to the floor. The pillow's looking at me like stuff to a tie. I approach. Let me take my time. The way we locked eyes got me hypnotized. She can get it. But first, I must see if she the type of freak that I want to be. With. So I say something silly just to make her smile. The dippers got me hooked up, about to lose my mind. So I slow my roll and quite high the flow. It's that gangster glass style. Yeah, you all Already know. She can get it. 23 positions in a one she night. Get it. 15 more with the box she hides. Anything she wants, cause I know it's mine. All night long at the face time. Single with the front wall to wall. I'm like a kid at the candy store. Looking good and dressed to kill. On the move and I can't be still. Short star and jeans too tight. It's extra lit tonight. I want to drink inside my head. I'm a big young understand. That girl with the red dress. She can get it. That girl with the blue dress, she can get it. She can get it. She can get it. That girl with the high heels, she can get it. She can get it. She can get it. That girl got sex appeal. Jelly bean, don't be so mean. Right here, 
DJ Groove, I'm going to start with you, man. <laughs> oh, boy. Hey, man, look. I'm, look, bro. I'm just keeping 100 with you, man. I don't know where the hell you come from or where the hell you been. But I'm going to say, nigga, nigga, please. What the hell? <laughs> boy, I'm going to tell you now, man. I'm going to keep it 100 with you, bro. If I was in charge of the Grammy Awards, you would be one of my top acts. You understand what I'm saying? Oh, you would wow. be Thank one you. of my top oh, wow. acts, bro. Thank you. Yeah. Yo, that's Tony, Tony, Tony. Bro, you got, man, I know your grandfather. Your grandfather still living? Um, Unfortunately, no, he isn't. He, he's let, joined let the ranks with all his buddies. Let me, let, me t- let, me, let me tell you one thing, young man. You listen to me very well. Your grandfather is smiling down on you. You understand me? Oh, this cat yeah. is smiling down. He like he didn't have it like you know what? I, that's my grandson. That's my grandson taking what I started, and he he picking up where I left from playing the new generation. You understand me, man? Yeah, he. he Your grandfather is very proud of you, bro. Thank man, you, man. I'm wow. proud of you, man. Wow. I mean, Give me, you're, gonna, you're gonna have me start crying on you. Man, no, man, I'm, I'm keeping it 100, man. I'm listening to you, how you talk about your grandfather was, was you know, like your right-hand man. You were under him. You, 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 you know, you, like, follow everything he do. But trust me, man, mm-hmm. he's looking down on you along with the other great man. You know what? You raised a hell of a grandson. Yeah. Because you don't find, you very rare, bro. We don't find nobody Thanks. like you now, man. You're very rare. Thank you. Oh, that's I really, what I'm I talking really about. You are that. very frail, man. I appreciate that. Just you know, carrying the the torch. You know, as as from what y'all read. You know, I, I spent a lot of time with my granddad. Like I told you, I'm from the generation where it was considered not to be cool. But me and my brothers and my cousins, we were the opposite because you know. When your grandfather's hanging out and, and you come home and you see B.B. King sitting in your living room, it's like, you know what I mean? It's like that sort of lineage that we grew up with. And, you know, but when he when he was sick, real quick, when it's funny you said that, when he was sick, I think in a lot of ways, me and my mother talk about it often, I think more so because I said, you know what, I think he was ready to go when he knew that, his legacy was going to be in great. He already knew because at that time I had been touring with him. I did tours with him and stuff, and we would always talk about it. And he would always say to me, he was like, I don't know when I'm leaving. And I used to, I used to hate when he talked like that, but, I, you know, the inevitable because I don't know when I'm leaving here, but you're the one guy I never have to worry about because I already know that you're, going, you're taking it because you're doing it now. You're not waiting until I leave to do it. Like, you're doing it now. You know, and wow. I mean, of course, it, it hit hard and it hurt because, you know, that's, you know, it's like losing your, he's, he's Scorpio too, so now you see why we both were close. Like he, you I'm know. Scorpio, so I'm a Scorpio much, too, man. So there you go. So you you already know. And the thing is just that because, yeah, you know, man. me and my brother, we were the closest to him. Out of, out of all 28 grandkids, like we, me and my brother, we were the closest to him. So, you know, the music part of what we do now and how we keep, his legacy at the same time implementing our own legacy and, and stuff that I've done on my own that had nothing to do with him, but because of everything that he taught me and everything that I grasped under that, especially the business part of it, you know, I, I own and operate the estate. So I, I you know, th- just learning that and being 
ahead of all that. So hearing you say that, it just, like I said, it got me emotional for that, because, like, that's, I, I still struggle with it. It's, it's been 15 years since he left, and it's still, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, I, I, I humble my head, and then I have a moment on stage sometime, and then um, the, the last time I saw a buddy guy, you know, we had a great conversation about granddad. So those are all his guys, man. Buddy Guy, Albert Collins, um, Clarence Gatemouth, Brown, like those are all his buddies, all the, all his booze guys. So, you know, I'm I'm proud to be a part of that legacy and just taking it further and just they're just doing me but still paying homage to him. You know, thank you. Right, you're welcome, bro. Anytime, man. Uh, Mr. No Evans. Uh, man, as I as I listen to this song, man, uh, it it, it I call it I call you on this song. Prince James, and and the reason I call what? you that is because it's a mixture of James Brown and Prince. You know what I'm saying? Well, wow, it's well. I mean, you know who's on it, right? Uh, uh-uh. who? Okay, so you you probably didn't catch it if you really listened to the point. Um, that's me, Jelly Bean Johnson of the time, Monty okay. Moore of the time. And Tony okay. M from Princess and Princess New Power Generation. That's okay. why you hear the Minneapolis influence. That's actually she can get it is actually my love letter, musical love letter to the Minneapolis sound. Okay, I, I get it. So now. that's and, why and, you and, hear that. That's, that's, what, that's an epic moment for me in the studio. Yeah. That that guitar that guitar sound like some thank you somebody in Princess Camp would do. Yeah. You know, you, y'all saying all the right things tonight. I'm, I'm, la- I'm sorry. I'm just laughing. Yeah, I, like, I, just, I, I was saying the same thing. I was like, man, I said I can see it. I can see it right now with Larry Graham, Prince, uh, Rusty mm-hmm. Allen, Rusty Allen, and oh, uh, Rusty. Woo! Everybody don't talk uh, about man, Rusty. My man, uh, uh, damn, he's, he's damn. I just talked to him the other day. He used to be the bass player for. Um, Ozone. Well, he still is the bass player for Ozone, and he he, he was he was uh, the bass player for Little Richard for 31 years. Damn, um, damn, I can't think of it right now. But go ahead, man. Uh, it'll come. It'll come to my mind in a minute. I got a, I got a brain freeze. <laughs> um, uh, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, be lethal. Man, let me, um, yeah, man. Look, every. Every every song that I heard, man, I just I heard something different. It, it's 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 a lot of stuff inside of your music, mm-hmm. man. I love it, man. It's well put together. It's, yeah, man. It's it's not what they're doing now, and I love it. I love that. I, I appreciate that. I, I you know I, I try my best to again um, to implement that. And and at the end of the day, I mean, I look at it this way. Everybody can't say they got a song with Jelly Bean and Monty at the time. I mean, that's, you know, mm-hmm. and those have been my Minneapolis uncles for years. You know, I, I started out opening up for Mars Day. So my, me and Mars Day are still close to this day. Like, oh, that's, wow. I, you know, God forbid yeah. if I never get a Grammy or anything of that caliber. My heroes, respect, that's that's a plaque within itself, you know. So the fact that, because, mm-hmm. you know, it's funny because everybody had been asking, like, how did, how, did, how did that collaboration come about? I said, well, it's crazy because we've been friends for over – Twenty something years, I didn't open up for them. I didn't, I didn't stay at Jelly Bean's house the whole shit. And the thing is, is that we always talked about working with each other. But God has a way 
of doing things because you know I, I'm not you know even though I'm in I'm in the, I'm in the industry but I'm in the streets. It's a difference because I don't do the industry thing. Like I'm I'm in the industry but I don't play the industry game. And I mm-hmm. hold true to that because you have the best relationships with people who are not caught up in the BS of the industry. So me, Morris Day, Jerome, like we've always been close to this day. Like and that's always been a thing with us. I said mm-hmm. when the time will come, it'll come. And Jelly Bean just happened to be working on an album, and I get a call out of nowhere. He said, hey, nephew. I said, what's up? He's like, yo, man, I, I probably didn't tell you, but I'm doing my first album. I'm like, well, it's about time. Cause everybody don't realize. That's Jelly Bean playing the solo. That's me on rhythm mm. guitar. The guitar part that y'all like, that's me playing that. That's me on bass, too, and drums. But the thing is that it's so crazy because when I had the actual chord progression, I didn't have no lyrics yet because I was scared to give him the song because I didn't know – you know, he was doing a lot of blues stuff at that time. And I'm like, you know, he's probably doing that on purpose because he's, he's been playing the same songs for so long with Mars, you know, Jungle Love and The Bird. I figured for his project, he wanted to just kind of get away. You know, people like that sometimes. They just want to get away and do something different than what they're used to and what people try to put them in a box with. So I was scared to give it to him. So he was like, well, Lord, I've always loved your stuff and your production, nephew. You got any songs for me, man? I said, you want? And I was, first of all, I was already taken aback because think about it. Him, Monty, and Jimmy Jam and Terry, those are the reasons why I became producers. People forget Jelly Bean wrote and produced Black Cat for Janet Jackson. So I'm like, what could you possibly want from me? I'm, you're the reason why I'm, I'm behind the boys. So it's like, so that was, that was a compliment enough to make me realize. So I had this one groove, and I'm like, I didn't have no words for you. All I had was the chorus. She can get it. That's something me and my, you know, me and my, my, my best friend used to always say when we were playing the clubs at Lowe's. Y'all know how it is, you know. Mm-hmm. The girl you like, and it's like, oh, yeah, she looks good. And it's like, we just had this, like, we got to make a song about that. We got to do a song, something like that. So I just had the chorus. I didn't have no lyrics or nothing. All I had was that thing and thing and thing It was just funky because, you know, I'm all about the funk. That's my, my whole, if nothing else, that's one thing I know. So I'm, I started playing that riff. And then I just said, you know what, let me go in the studio and just demo this shit. And I went in and put the bass and the drums. I said, okay, I'm going to send it to him. I hope, I hope he likes it. <laughs> And I got a call within two minutes. <laughs> he was like, wow. he was Yeah, like, man. Boy, that's what I'm talking about. I want that. So it ended up going on his album first, but everybody, it became, it's the most popular song on his record. So I was already working on my third album. So we had a deal. I said, well, I want to use it for my record. And I put it on my album too, so. That's his history. <laughs> I was I met uh, I was talking about uh Charles Glenn. Charles Glenn, yeah, from Ozone Funk Band. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're back in uh they're starting to the tour again. They're back together, they're starting oh, to tour wow. again. Yeah, Charles Glenn, he's another badass on on that thing, on that guitar, man. Mm-hmm. Um, let's do it. uh AJ real quick. What do you think about the song? Oh, I love it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Hey um, hey Law, I like to I like to do a part two of this interview, man. Uh, I know you, when is your when is your album dropping? Um, we're we're, we're coming in um next month. I'm I'm thinking about probably releasing the full length album on Juneteenth, which I think would be fitting. <laughs> um, but I'm, we're putting out the singles in a couple of weeks, though. We're gonna put out like two at a time. Not from from some of the old singles we're putting out, but from the new album, we're gonna I'm put out. The first two songs, which is America's Inception and um, Please Don't Shoot. So, let's do this, man. When are, when are you releasing the singles? 
What are you gonna um, release? I'm going to release this. I'm, I'm releasing. Please don't shoot the, the um the week before us. We have a sold out show in Minneapolis on June 6th. So I'm releasing um the 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 first two singles from that new project the week before that. So that'll probably be like on the first or the second. So let, so let's do this, man. Let me let me get let me get a back up with um with uh Katrina man and get you mm-hmm. get you back on uh June the first. Which okay. is which that is a Wednesday night right. and and let and let us let us drop one of those let us let us uh you know, um you know, let me uh drop your first single from your album. And then at the same time, let me reach out to Leroy and invite Leroy on the show. Let me reach out to Rusty, get Rusty on here, and um, mm-hmm. and Charles and them. Man, if you get, if you get here, Rusty man. on here, I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna lose if you get Rusty on here. That's, oh, one, man, that's one of my man, favorite Rusty, titles. Rusty, man. Rusty's nothing but a phone call away, man. Yeah, Rusty's a phone man, call away. Matter of fact, I'll call him. Matter of fact, I'll call him tomorrow and remind him uh, to. Uh, uh, matter of fact, I, uh, Rusty Rusty did a big interview for me, and I broke one of his songs for him on his new. Uh, that would make my new, day, yeah, man. man. Yeah, let me let me work on that, man. We will get you back on June June the first, mm-hmm. and uh, release okay. release you know that song for you uh, worldwide because we are worldwide, and uh, and I'll invite those cats on, man, and you know what I mean, and I can go back and play your old music. And also, uh, my man from uh, Stone City Band, uh, Alan Alan Admiral. You know him, right? Oh man! Yeah, of course. I, I, I know him as well too, man. Yeah, um, wow. get him to come on as well. You know, He's all the, the guitar man. cats from the, from the back in the day, man. I'll work on that mm-hmm. for you, man. I promise you that that I'll have these cats on for you, man. How's that sound for you? Nothing, man. That that would mean, like I told you, you know. If I never get a platinum plaque or a Grammy award, I got a nomination, so that's good. I'm a three-time Indie Award winner. That's good too. But if I never get any other other accolades, um, the the respect and the knowledge and just the connecting with the guys who made me who I am. If I if I told you how many copies of the Fresh album I own, you would be <laughs> people don't people don't even understand the magnitude. So that would mean the world to me if you were able to get. Those cats on 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 the, it, it would be an honor for me. Period. I'll work on that. Uh, I promise you tomorrow I'll work on that and I'll make sure I reach out to to uh, Katrina and I'll set that up and and man we'll invite okay. you back on because it, it's it's still a lot of knowledge man that um we're st- it's still a lot to talk about man honestly man I don't want to get I want to get back into um you know because I don't want to uh, hold you up anymore. We're, I can we'll have a part two of this. Uh, of this interview because I want to talk about you know with George Clinton you know the funk mob you know yeah, yeah. you know um, mm-hmm. you know it's, it's still a whole lot uh, you know being uh, part of PlayStation you know it's, it's a lot of stuff man I want to talk about and uh, I would like to bring you back you know with the well, it would be my know, honor to come back yeah I, man I love it here this is this is amazing amazing one of the best interviews I've ever done bar nine. Without I question, that, I really man. love it. So I would love to come back. So let's let's make that happen ASAP. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll get it done, man. And uh, let's do this real quick, uh, um, Mister No Weapon. Uh, 
Any, anything you want to say to this young man, man, from your point of view? I mean, he, this Mr. No Weapon has has history with uh, with the Talk Box King himself. Um, uh, I'm 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 just uh, I can't even get my damn people and my mom right. Go ahead, Mr. No Weapon, man. Who who do you uh, <laughs> Ro- Zach, R- Roger, Roger, yeah, Zach, yeah, Zach. Yeah. There we go. Go ahead, Mr. No Weapon. Anything you want to get? Any advice you want to get this young man, man? Absolutely. Uh, man, where are you from? Brooklyn, New York. <laughs> okay. Uh, I say this all the time, and of course, it always bears, it always bears repeating. Um, where, where you from, a lot of times it takes your own hometown, the people that know you. It takes them a little while to really su- openly support you. But mm-hmm. once you become popular outside of your area, and all over the world, that's when your friends, your hometown is going to back you. So don't be discouraged by who don't back you that you know because they don't do it. Just keep grinding, keep grinding, keep grinding, and you will see that support. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Uh, Ms. Uh, Raz, welcome back. You had to get your reception right on your titties, but welcome back. Thank you, back. Uh, my advice to you is whatever you do, do not change who you are. I, I love uh, where you're going with your music. I love the old school feel with the new school feel. I, do, I just love it all. But whatever you do, just don't change who you are for anybody. And keep doing what you're doing. Stay positive. Thank you. I appreciate that. You know I will. Thank you. AJ, anything you want to say besides looking your lips? <laughs> I'm not listening to you. <laughs> Don't pay me no money. But anyway, as it's basically the same thing that they just said. Just, just keep doing you. You know, your music is 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 real. It's great. It's awesome. It's Thank really, you. I appreciate I really that. You All right, let's go. Let's go to the DJs. Uh, DJ, be be lethal. Any advice? Anything you want to tell us, young man? Man, look, I just got one word. Powerhouse. Wow, thank you. All right. Uh, DJ Groove, any advice you want to get this young man from DJ's point of view, brother? Man, the only thing I'll tell you, young man, is that don't stop doing what you're doing, man. You are amazing. You are talented. I, I can't say nothing else about more about you, man. I just say you just you just top shelf, man. You you just top Thank shelf, you. bro. You're welcome, man. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Uh, Law, man, you know, uh, I really you you're you're one of a kind, man. You are you are a show within the show mm-hmm. yourself, man. You're a showman. Um, and and I also want to throw a show off in that as well, too, man, because. Uh, you 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 are who you are, man, and don't stop being who you are for nobody. Um, and you know, like you know, like like Ruth said earlier, man, you're you're following your your grandfather's footsteps, man, and don't stop and don't change you and don't change your music for no one. If no one don't understand you and your music, like our great uh, DJ Debo would say, if he was on here, man, fuck him, you know, and. <laughs> That's my model all day anyway, so. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> yeah, man. 
And uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm grateful to be a part of, I mean, I'm grateful to be, you know, Hilltop Radio Show, we, you know, myself and the dysfunctional family, we're grateful to be a part of your journey and your music and everything, man. And anything that we can do here as far as like pushing your, pushing your music, getting your music played on other platforms, getting it into the DJ's hands, man, don't hesitate to ask my brother. And we'll we'll get it done for you, man. No ifs and buts about it. Real talk. No, I, I appreciate it. I mean, well, the first start is make make sure y'all follow me on 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 the gram and, and Twitter, so this way we can keep the connection of everything. Because that's just, you know, my my motto is support and shut up. Not to y'all, somebody in general. That's one of my my merch shirts. Because everybody talks about bringing the real music back. The real music never left. We just mm-hmm. got to continue to support the ones. Who are still doing it, and not just me. Like I don't want to because they go, "Oh, you just saying?" I said, "No, not just me. There's a whole lot of other amazing, great artists who I've worked with, and people who I'm just now getting to know. And I'm like, damn, we don't hear this on the radio. Like people who in contact with certain people. But I always tell people, even if it's hard to find and you run into it, you 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 cherish it and promote what you love. You know, that's why I say support and shut up because talking. On the netting, and, you know, that, that only goes but so much unless you have an audience that's listening to you. So my thing is that how do you show your support for the avant-garde artists independent-wise like myself and so many others is you do what you're doing now. You know, y'all, y'all gave me your platform to come in on. You know, more of those kind of conversations and attracting people and, and putting things in perspective. You know, this is how the shit gets popping. This is how the things began to move, you know, my, I tell my fans all the time, you know, y'all made this happen because y'all guys have been here supporting us on huge levels, you know, when I told y'all stories, you know, like just recently, I'm working with, the, I'm working with new kids on the block because <laughs> most of the fans been pushing that narrative for almost 12 years, they're like, you and Donnie would be great together, I said, well, that was one of my heroes, I'm like, why not, and now here I am in 2022, <laughs> getting ready to go into the studio with one of the greatest boy bands of all time. Speaking of speaking of new kids on the block, they're in concert tonight in New Orleans. They're in concert yeah, tonight. No, we have Ron, yeah, we had Ryan Lane on last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ron, that's yeah. dude. That's that's my guy. I have Ryan on my on my podcast. That's a bad boy right there. He's another one, man. Ryan is and he's doing amazing. I went to the first show in um in in Cincinnati and he he killed it, man. That boy sang um against all odds by Phil Collins and he killed it as as always. He's an amazing dude. That's right. Well, man, uh, I'm gonna get this show set up for you, man, and and we're gonna we're gonna come back June the first. So make sure you don't book anything because we're gonna have a big awesome show. We're gonna have a you know what? We're gonna do a tribute show to Law here on the Hilltop Radio Show, man. So oh, wow. yeah, yes, we're gonna we're is. gonna do it, we're gonna do it good for you, man. Yeah, we're gonna do it for you. Thank man, you. I appreciate that. You know, it's 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 humbling when you can find. You know, people out there that know people, and you know, in the same circle, because the music industry isn't a, isn't a big industry. It's actually a small industry. It's just who you know that knows who that knows this person that knows know that person. Somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody. It, exactly, <laughs> man. And um, it's just it's just how you pre- present yourself in front of this person and that person, and if they like you. They're going to be like, man, you know what, man, I'm going to introduce you to this person. 
And then you meet that person, and if they like you, hey, DJ Sean, man, I'm going to get such and such on your show. That's how I was able to get a whole lot of people on this show because of the way, mm-hmm. the way that, you know, my team, myself and the Hilltop, everybody presents themselves. So then, you know, they're going back with a good taste in their mouth. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reach out to such and such and have them come on the show. And and um, mm-hmm. you and then I tell people, this is the main thing: never burn your bridges. Make sure you're able to mm-hmm. walk across that bridge and back across that bridge. Don't never burn Absolutely. your bridges. Yeah, because a lot of people Absolutely. say, "Oh, I don't need a bridge. I can swim." Yeah, but you don't know what's in that fucking water. <laughs> trying to swim. Yeah, that's true on all cylinders. You're right about that. Yep. <laughs> So, man, uh, Law again, man, give some shout-outs, man, before we let you out of here, man. Give some shout-outs. <laughs> well, first and foremost, um, my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, because without him, you know, none of this would be happening. Amazing source and among everything else, you know, to, to be independent and to strive in this business and still keep your integrity and character, character is, is rarely heard of. So I, I attribute that to having a strong spirit. That's the first advice I give to most people that want to know how to get in the industry. And I would warn them first, and I said, if your spirit's not strong, you might as well stay home. <laughs> Don't get involved. I said, because you're going to gonna be some trials. So shout out to, as always to him. Um, y'all guys, you know, every DJ, every radio show that we've done, um, Shout out to Lionel Richie, Stevie Wonder, and, um, of course, my musical father who put me in the game, Mr. George Clinton himself. I spoke to him earlier this morning. Um, You know, um, and actually, last but not least, without question, um, the fans, because, again, Planet 12 is a grassroots movement. It started, I got fans that have been rocking with me since MySpace. So how crazy is it that, the journey has only gotten more exciting and more incredible, more doors opening. And here you got people that are proud to say, and I see them in the comments all the time. They'd be like, I know I've been there since I was with Lost since MySpace. I don't know. They're able to tell these stories. I mean, we got the job with Amy Winehouse. So this is an excellent thing. So um, shout out to the, to the fans or the ones who tuned in tonight and, and just everybody, you know? Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. Again, man, appreciate you, man. Keep doing what you're doing. I'm a fan. I'm gonna be in touch, man, and, and we're gonna Thank we're gonna get this thing you. going, man. And you know, next year, you know, next year is a, is, is a bigger year, man, than you know, 22. Absolutely. And we, we're gonna get a lot of stuff going and, and create a lot of stuff as well, too, man. So, man, you have you have a mm-hmm. blessed night and a blessed weekend, man. Until we uh, back here again, man. One love. Thank you. Man. I appreciate and respect you so much. You. Same here to y'all. Thank y'all, everybody. I appreciate this. Thank you. You're welcome. Have a great night. Blessing, man. That's a blessing. Wow. So, man, thank you, man, and uh, 
Thank you. And, and we're gonna we're gonna be talking, man. We're gonna be talking. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, you guys. This right, is Law. We'll, we'll be right back here on the Hilltop Radio Show, man. Thank this you. Is, uh, the song. This is a song Raz missed. Uh, she can get it. We'll be right back. Yeah, you already know. She can get it. 23 positions in a one night. 15 more with the body she hides. Anything she wants, cause I know it's mine. All night long at the face time. Get down the rock, yeah, she can get it. Oh, 
Next stop. Next stop. Hill Top Hill. Can you dig it? Picking their asses off like ticks. And, 
You know, some just couldn't work, some didn't work. Some was only here for uh, uh, disrespectful reasons. Um, some bullied others that were on here. Um, you guys know uh, who who was real and who wasn't. Lie. Um, it's a whole lot of shit. Um, and, you know, and just tried to keep a um, try to keep a um, well, fuck it, y'all know who the fuck who was real, who wasn't real here on the show. Um, I know we got time, we got time. I just want to um, one, one thing I want to get in tonight, real quick. The topic tonight is uh, people. Why do people have to hide behind a a facade that they're not in front of people mm-hmm. and you as an individual you know how you know these motherfuckers and how they operate how they really operate but they put on this facade in a in a uh different type of you know hardcore type person in front of their friends and stuff and i and you know and I just shake my head and be like, you know what? If you motherfuckers only do what this motherfucker does, you would be the same way I am. <coughs> Excuse me. So, th- so that's I want to get into that. So we'll we'll, we'll start with uh, Mr. No Weapon. Because Mr. No Weapon, I'm gonna tell you guys, Mr. No Weapon be talking about a lot of stuff on TikTok. You guys think he be on there and just be playing around, but. I always say this, the dude be serious about what he'd be saying. You just gotta <clears throat> you just gotta listen. Listen and look at the comments. You know, when he says something, I go back and listen to the, what he's talking about and I read the comments. Just to see what the people are saying, if they understand what he's saying, this and that. So Mr. No Weapon, you know, I ain't repeating my damn self, so what do you gotta say about it? Um, can you repeat the question please? I'm just playing. Goddamn lie. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. I think I think people. The reason that they lie and act like they're somebody else because they're insecure about who they are, and they feel they feel more confident and more secure than catfishing their own persona versus just being themselves. I think that's why they do it. It's like. It's like they 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 would rather live a lie than live the truth. Mm-hmm. Now I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm not picking on you, Mr. No Weapon. For for those that don't really understand what you meant by catfishing, explain the word catfishing and what you just said. Because you know a lot of them don't understand what the fuck you talk. What, what do you mean by catfishing? So now he's getting ready to explain what he meant by catfishing. Go ahead, Mr. No Weapon. <laughs> Catfishing is when you're you're not really the person that you're portraying. It's really you you really hiding behind something or somebody. Like I said, because you're insecure. It's like it's like it's like you living your life through somebody else when that's really not who you are. Exactly. Let's go with uh, Mr. DJ Groove. <laughs> Yo. Talk to us, man. Bro, the fuck is wrong with these people, man? I don't know, man. Jesus. 
keep it 100, man. You know, it's it's funny. It's funny how you you know you can say that. You know, people just put on fronts and airs and everything, man. And it's crazy, man. I mean, just be you. That's all like I got to say. Just be you, man. Just stop trying to be something that you're not. Point blank. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, AJ. Yes. Um. I. I. It's just crazy. Crazy. I don't know. They just might be just liars and just can't help themselves. Or may have low self esteem to be in problems. Why? So it's crazy, but that the ones I be around, I just be looking at them, side eye them, shaking my head like you said, shaking your head at them. If only you knew. All right, me lethal. Mm. I don't know what I I see like uh, women on social media, you know, acting a certain way or whatever, uh, or, you know, anybody on social media acting a certain way. Um, I think maybe they think if they keep doing it, it's going to become that, or if they, they're going to make, you know, they think they're going to make it famous or something, make a bunch of money somehow. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Last but not least, Miss Raz Marie Double Chocolate. I just think that some people just afraid to be the authentic self. So they go on the internet and try to portray something that they're they're really not. Um I mean I just find that a lot, you know, on social media they just jump on somebody else's bandwagon and try to be like that person and not be their authentic self. And I guess, like, for me, my, you know, for myself, um, I'm just out and, and putting my truth, whether it's something that somebody else may not accept. You know, like, I get like for not being Christian or maybe posting my beliefs, um, standing my truth and who I am. I don't understand why people standing there too. All right, uh, Mr. No Weapon. Tomorrow, uh, can you start a GoFundMe account uh, so we can get Raz a new damn phone? phone.
exactly what I'm going to do, too. <laughs> yeah. But um, I just want to say this. Um, I just want to add this to that. You know, um, people, society is just so effed up sometimes because you got these people that are portraying like they really this person, really that person, just to uh, get a reputation that they're not who they are. And then these dumbass people follow people like this, and they think they're really following somebody that's real. But honestly, they, how, okay, let me let me say this, and everybody out there that's Christians and stuff like that, I'm not. What I'm getting ready to say is I'm not being disrespectful, but you can't you can't wake up and say, oh, God, thank you for, for allowing me another day, you know, praying and this and that. And then as soon as you get done praying for another day, you're right back into that evil spirit mode. That's a hypocrite. Say that. <laughs> and, and, and you, you, on, on one hand, um, oh, God, thank you for blessing me and this and that. And then you're acting like the damn devil not even five minutes after that. And then you putting a, fa- a facade and, a, and portraying an image that you're not in front of other people. And then what do other people do? They following, they following you because they swear that you, you're this big time leader. You're, you know, you, you really make people believe that you're someone that you're not. And, and, and I sit back and, and I just, I just laugh and, and just shake my head because, like, again, I'd be like, if you motherfuckers only knew what I knew and what I know, you'd be, you'd be shaking your head, too. So I just laugh about it because you have to laugh about it because people, some, people are stupid these days. They believe what they see sometimes and they believe what they hear sometimes. And then when it comes back that, oh, man, this person wasn't the person they was. And then they wanted to, instead of just saying, you know, Mr. No Weapon, man, you know what, man, I, I apologize to you, bro, you know, for for jumping on, you know, on such and such bandwagon and going against you because I didn't even really know. I was only siding with them because I, I've been knowing them longer than I've been knowing you. You follow what I'm saying? Instead, you know, instead of just apologizing like that, they'll be like, "Oh, here's here's how they get back in you. Start liking, start liking a picture or two, commenting on a picture or two, and then say, and then the next thing you know, after a couple of weeks, they back in your inbox. How are you doing today? I'm doing the same, doing the same." Four or five months ago when you jumped on that person's bandwagon, I'm still doing the same. Good. So I just want to throw that out there. And I know we got probably a lot of people ear hustling tonight on the show, but I hope you do get an earful because I said that to hurt your feelings. And I want to hurt your feelings. I I really want to, I really want to be petty and, and just, and just be an asshole but then, but then you know what? Uh, and then it's like, you know what? I'm not even going to go there with that person because I don't have to. 
One, I was blessed before they came in, came through. And guess what? I'm going to be blessed as your ass disappears. That's just how it is. Let's go into a quick song. We'll be right. Say it again. I just said that part. You're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's go into a quick song, and we'll be right back. Anything you want to add to that, my brother, uh, DJ Groove? What's that, bro? Your ass ready to go to sleep, ain't no. you? No, no, man. I ain't none of that, bro. Mm-hmm. Right. AJ, AJ talking shit tonight, y'all. Shit. She's talking her shit tonight. <laughs> AJ, AJ doing what? AJ talking oh, shit tonight. AJ talking no, shit tonight, Hey, hey, what up? I just woke up. I just woke the hell up. What I missed? I missed the whole... I missed... What I missed, Sean? What? What? I missed... Hell no, I Not work, it's not gonna happen. You got 
jail. Hold on, hold on, hold on. That's a snap. What keeps it going? I don't know. I don't know. I might have to try. <laughs> I'm going to have to put you on somebody else then. Then I okay, guess I'll never tear it over. You know what? I got you know to what? have you it. Know you, know, you know what? You know, you might have to, we're about to do an Ike and Tina moment. We're about to do an Ike and Tina moment, okay? I'm going to be Ike because I'm going to be sure. What are you going to do? Why do you have to get it out? You will have one butt cheek. I will cut hair with the ass off. You don't see the half ass. You don't see the big booty. One big booty chick. You girl, you better have one booty, one booty.
Well, let everybody know where they can follow you at on social media there, my brother, my little <laughs> red brother. Said it, but where to find you at? 
Emo is outside looking in, taking me for his <laughs> let him back in the truck, but he'll be out for a moment. You can find me on the Andre DJ Group Whitfield on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. And Monday to Thursday on the world famous Hilltop Radio Show with my brother from another mother, DJ Sean, and my dysfunctional family that I love. Love, love to death. And those you can find me at, bro, man. All right. Uh, Wanda went in down a little bit, uh, Groove, so we can hear uh, Evo crying. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on, Sean. You going to be better? Yeah, I got him saying. 